episode was previously recorded on Instagram. Join us live on at Dare to Bear podcast every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. So hi everyone, welcome to Dare to Bear. We are back and we are live. So if this is your first time, this is Dare to Bear. Um, that's our post that has been going around for the past, what, over two a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two weeks. So, um, yeah, and basically what this live session is about is for myself and be the need to sort of like share our life experiences through different topics that we come up with every week. So we share our life experiences and you guys feel free to ask us questions. The way this goes is we talk for like the first 45 minutes and then the last 15 minutes will be for questions. But you can go ahead to send your questions. Use the question tag by the comments section. So hi, Bidemi. What's going on? Disrupt Uh yourself. Yep, yep. So first. Yeah, I mean, this topic is something me and you have actually just started talking about in the last month. Um, but it's we are actually giving it context now because we've seen like materials to build from. But yeah. it's something we've been doing. I have been doing it like two, three years ago and um, something you've been doing for a few years too. So mm-hmm. I think it's a very important topic. Uh, we will be relating it to today, Mother's Day um the old belief with yeah. mothers and all of that you know so i think it's going to be an inter- interesting one we have lots of touch points and um i think people are going to find it good so you yeah. guys contributions just like last week give us let us know your suggestions your questions Please everything and um, yeah, yeah we really appreciate you guys joining we see um a lot of people joining thank you guys for the love um we love that we are sharing these things and we're having these conversations and um, we, we don't know it all so please yeah we us. don't know it all this is literally two girls that you know are just sharing their own version of you know all of these topics it's, it's not we're not coming here as experts or anything so basically let me just give an insight on how we came about this topic to structure yourself um i mentioned a little bit about this last week i started reading a book um this month called Disrupt Yourself, and it's written by Whitney Johnson. So, you know, if you want to grab a copy, you can do that. But basically what she was talking about in that book is how you are exposed to what is called the S-curve of learning. So pretty much you are introduced to a particular um, concept or whatever it is that you decided that you wanted to be in your life and all of that. And then you become a master of that thing. So an, an example is if you were studying to become a doctor, right? Mm -hmm. And then along the line, you decide that you don't want to be a doctor anymore. You want to be something else. Or you you actually did become a doctor, became a master at it, and decided to change that um, curve completely. So um, what are those things that you need to think about? And um, what are those things that you need to think about when you're making that decision? Because we know that there are decisions that are that make you ask yourself questions as to, you know, what would be the impact of this? How would this affect me? Is this a wise decision? You know, things like that. So we'll just be sharing our own personal stories of how we have disrupted our lives um, to get to where we are today. And even if we would be disrupting more of our lives in the future, you know? So, Bidemi, do you want to go ahead to start to share? Yeah, and um, to add to add to what you said, right? It could also be 
your breaking point. You're just tired of where you are in life. And you just, something has to give, something has to change for you to know that, okay, this cannot continue anymore, right? Um, I think that it is very important that we all disrupt ourselves one way or the other to avoid stagnation or else, because it involves stepping out of your comfort zone, doing things where you would not usually do. The big part of it is taking risks, which is not something that a lot of people they struggle with it. I struggle with it. Uh, but at the end of the day, nature favors risk, uh, risk takers, in my opinion. So I think that it is very important that we disrupt ourselves to avoid stagnation. Uh, a personal story. I was living in New York. I came to the U.S. I was living in New York. I was dealing with a lot in um, 2016, 2017. It was like the worst years of my life. And... Um, in 2018, coupled with just a lot of factors, I just decided that something has to give. This cannot continue. Anyone that knows my story knows that a catalyst for that decision for me was reading It's Pray Love, right? But um, I changed my career altogether. Like, I stepped into a whole new field. It took me eight months to train to every day, eight months in 2018 to train to change my whole career to can, change... you, can you just like share what you were doing before and what you had to change to okay so uh with career wise do you mean career wise yeah yeah i was just a uh, project management in a project manager in construction i was not happy i was very very miserable every day i would wake up and not want to go to work i was so unhappy with my life and then my mom died and i ended my relationship so you know it was just all of these things coupled together for me it was a very terrible time for my life and i remember i would call you and i'll call bimbo our friend to complain every day that you guys i'm not happy i'm not happy i'm not happy and again like i said i read that book and i just made that decision that something has to change within my life so i knew i wanted to leave new york because i wasn't happy there the old atmosphere everything that happened just ruined new york for me i did not want to be there i wanted to be in a new career so like i was saying i did eight months of rigorous training every single day of my life uh, for eight months and then i switched careers i moved to a new state and that was the first disruption that happened for me disruption in the sense that i i was going to a new place very unfamiliar i did not know what i was doing i was moving from construction project management to IT project management in a whole new industry that I did not know. So it was a big risk for me. I was going to a new state where if that did not work out, it would have been a problem because I might have to move back to where I was coming from. You know, it was just a lot of factors, but I knew that I had to do something to change what I was and what I was living because I wasn't happy, right? And it, it was a good risk for me. I mean, I, it was a good thing for me, but um, I think that people are scared, which is understandable. It's a very big thing because things might not go well and things might go well. So, but hey, you never know, right? And I always go with the fact that I know that nature will always favor risk takers. So, right, right. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. And I mean, I, I think anybody that knows me too would probably know a bit about my story. Um, but I'll just share a brief background. So before I came to the US, I was um, a public relations consultant in Nigeria. I had worked in like three different agencies. I had like a full career that I was excited about. I loved going to work. It was a like, hell of stress, but I did enjoy my 
work, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I had to, I think, sometime after I'd already given up coming to the U.S. to do my master's degree, I got my admission eventually. Right. And then I came here to do my MBA, which is my master's of business administration. But then when I got here, the first weekend, I came across this course called Instructional Design and Technology. And then I looked it up to understand what it was really about. And somehow I connected with that course even more than the MBA that I had been striving to get for five years, you know. And then I um, enrolled for that course. And here I am today. Today, I am what you call a learning experience designer. And what that means is someone that creates curriculums for learning and right. also um, help to enable the workforce of a company to um, develop their careers. So that's what I do right now. And look at how that transition happened. Like it's nothing close to what I had a degree, a first degree mm-hmm. in, you know, but then I just sort of like transitioned into it. And for me, it took just a weekend to make that decision. This was not a decision that I knew that I was going to make when I was leaving Nigeria to come here. This was not a decision that I knew I was going to make even when I was registering, you know, when I came here and I registered for my um, course, you know, that right. I attend the program. But it was literally the weekend before I was about to kickstart the program. That's when I switched, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was a complete disruption for me. Yeah. And I remember you calling me that weekend just to tell me about it. And at that point, we had not grown as much as we have now. So I was a little bit like skeptical that, hey, are you sure yeah. this is what you've always wanted? But hey, look, yeah. it all worked out now. I remember there was a lot of skepticism to even from my from my family. But somehow my, my mom was very supportive. And then mm-hmm. my, my dad just sort of like echoed that support as well. And, and here I am. As a matter of fact, like graduated, people still didn't know what exactly it was I was studying. All they knew was that I was doing my master's and they say some some something design is what she's studying, Sha. But what we want to pull out from this story is pretty much is our process, you know, that process of fear, that process of asking yourself those questions, the process of analyzing the risk and, and calculating the risk. Um, because again, we would not tell you to disrupt yourself to <laughs> without actually calculating the risk, you know, right. end up where you're not supposed to end up. So, can you touch on like your process? Now that you mentioned, you know, you shared the story. What was your process like in your head, like from the beginning when you decided? You know, you mentioned that you were not happy where you were, which I would call that analysis of your current situation, mm-hmm. right? So, from you analyzing your situation at the time. What was the process for you between that and making the decision to um, pivot into another industry? Okay, um, it was for me. It was a lot of personal factors, right? I knew that I wasn't happy, and I have always known that if I am not happy in it, whatever situation, I have to get out because there is no. I cannot compromise on my happiness. It's just not going to happen. So when um, I started feeling that way. It was coupled with all the other factors I mentioned. And I read, you introduced me to that book, right? On right. um, um, It was Labor Day weekend 2017. I would never forget. I finished listening to that book and I texted you. I called you right after I got out of the plane and said, I'm going to break up with this guy. That was number one. 
second decision I texted my brother and I was like, I need a new job. I need you to help me. And that was what started everything for me. And um, it wasn't easy. I was very, very scared because I was moving to a whole new territory. But I'm very happy that I made that decision and I took all of those chances, right? But like you said, it's very important that you don't take the wrong risk. I knew that I already had a job. I knew that I um, had money saved up just in case I could. I lost that job. You know anything can happen on your first month of the job or something. I knew all of the risks. I analyzed it and I decided that, hey, it's worth taking. But while you're disrupting yourself, you shouldn't take... Um, wrong risk. Always like sit down and actually analyze and calculate the risk, right? right. Um, and we've been talking about career, so I think it's important that we shift gears because disrupting yourself is in various um, areas, right? right? So uh, we should always also talk about like for people that are entrepreneurs, like what does that look like for disrupting yourself? Because um, from from the book, with Johnson's book, I think that another factor for that is um people have ideas but they don't know how to put it out there or even if they know how to put it right there, out there they are scared right because they don't know the outcome if it's going to be accepted or not right. so yeah so what 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 i'm just going to say about that based on the book i read for entrepreneurs because we've been talking about people that are working uh, in corporate america or nine to fives right yeah. so i'll just say that for entrepreneurs i think that it is important that you play where no one else is playing right mm-hmm. So make sure you are thinking of a very unique thing that nobody is doing. And even if somebody is doing it, I think that you can still make your niche because um, people don't care about new people. Especially if you are small, they don't look at you. They don't care about you. They don't care about, uh, but you are a disruptor, but they don't see you coming. Mm -hmm. An example that we think of in our book is, when Toyota came to the market first in the USA, they introduced right. Toyota Corolla, right? Nobody right. knew about, no, they, so other cars like GMC and all of those cars, they didn't care about Toyota Corolla because they were just like, ah, oh, this guy is going to go, come back and go, go back to Japan where he came from. Yeah. But look at Toyota now. So it's important that you don't, don't be afraid. Calculate your risk, analyze it, make sure yeah. you're, doing the, you're doing the right thing and yeah. then make the move. I think, um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense for you to say that, you know, for you to bring up how this um, connects with entrepreneurs. And another example that she shared in that book, which I was like, oh my God, like, I've been in marketing for how many years? Like, this is literally something that even kids, you know, happen to do. So basically, there are these kids, you know, here in America, most children always um, have, like, lemonade stands. And go oh, yeah, I remember that example. Yeah. And these kids realize that there are too many kids everywhere selling these lemonades, right? So what they taught to do was to go to a place where there was no lemonade stand, where you would ordinarily not see kids selling lemonade. And it was at an American football field, you know? They just went to a place where there was like a football practice field and they were the only ones there. They were not selling a a unique product. I mean, everybody knows lemonades. It's just like $1 for one um, glass. But they went to, they decided to change their targets, you know, to to like focus their targets on, on, on this place that there was no other lemonade stand. And that's where they were able to, you know, make all of the sales that they 
school that week. So, I mean, it's important for you to know that if you cannot create a niche in a market, right. you can create a market niche. So what that means is look for a smaller market where you are going to be king or where you are going to be the only one in that market. So pretty much just what you should just draw out from all of this is the importance to analyze the whole situation mm -hmm. and like properly think about what it is that you want to do, how you want to market your own products, where you want to market your own products, and you know, you, sh you should be fine. Yeah. I mean, it's not to say that you're not going to go through stuff in disrupting oh, yourself, and that's what that <laughs> I want us to talk about, you know, yeah, how challenging it was. Yeah, and but, even before we talk about that, I just want to talk about the fear factor, right? Because nobody's going to say you won't be afraid. I was, I am still scared because this is my second year in a new state. I still do not know, right? Because of all of this COVID-19 and everything, this yeah. is even the most uncertain times, right? So I know that fear is a very big factor, but something I have understood that people don't understand about fear is that fear is actually important. You need your fear, just like it's you good. need pain. You need it, fear is good. Yeah, and we are going to talk about all of that in a different topic, but just to point out that fear is good and fear is important, right? Whenever I'm about to do something that's scary, Okay. Whenever I'm about to do, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. All right, sorry about that. Mm -hmm. Whenever I'm about to do something that scares the shit out of me, what I do is I actually talk to fear. So I tell them, hey, fear, we are going on this journey. We are going to do this stuff. I know you have to come with me because you think that that's your job to always follow me in everything I want to do. So that, let's go. It's fine. You can come with me. You can sit in the car. You can even change the station. You can do whatever you want, but guess what? You are not allowed to drive. So stay with me, but you are not driving this car with me. That's a good we are one. going together. Yeah, big magic. I'm telling you. Guys, yeah. I tell, and I learned that, and I tell fear. So take your fear with you. It has to come with you. It will come with you, whether you like you it or not. You need to acknowledge it. Own acknowledge it. fear. Own fear. So I tell you, hey, fear, we are coming. We are going together. This is where we are right. going to. We are going to get this contract. We are going to get this uh yeah. money but you can do whatever you want in the car you can change the station you can pick the music you can do whatever but you are not driving this car i am driving this car but we are going together yeah. so that's also a very important factor that we should understand with yeah. you. so let's talk about those challenges a, a close example to how you know even i personally acknowledge fear is what we're doing right now this dare to bear vlog cast that you are on right now right has been an idea for the past year. It's been sitting in my computer. I, I have even recorded, um, so initially it was supposed to be like a regular podcast where I would record the episodes and put it on air. Right. But I recorded the first one. I realized it seems to be the new. I sent it to a couple of other people that, you know, um, I wanted them to vet the episode for me. And somehow, the perfectionist in me kept on saying, uh, this is not good enough. I'm not sure. I want to put it out there. Like, I don't know how they're going to receive it. Um, I feel like I'm saying too much. I'm opening too much of myself. You know, I, I want to be a more private person and stuff like that. So I had all those, I had that fear. I was having those conversations with myself. Mm -hmm. And then when this pandemic happened and I saw how everybody had been going on live, you know, doing different things, I, right. I sort of, I just thought about that. Why am I still sitting on this idea? 
Like, you know, I could be touching one person's life. It doesn't matter if I have 10 viewers or five viewers or anything, but what matters is the reason why yeah, I decided exactly. to do this podcast. And then I spoke to Bidemi about it. She encouraged me. My husband encouraged me. As a matter of fact, he, he got me this whole setup here that you're looking at. And here we are, you know. And then, so if I had not acknowledged that fear and sort of like, you know, ride with it, there's no way that I would be doing this podcast here today, you know. So, um, yeah, so I think it's very, very important for you to acknowledge that fear. Another thing is the risk um, that we've been talking about. In you, for you to calculate those risks, you have to know what what's how how much of the cost is going to affect you. Is this something that you can part away with or not? Mm-hmm. Is this something you can recover from or not? You know, if it's something that you know that you absolutely cannot recover from it, then we encourage you to look for another idea. Definitely. But if you know that it's something that you know, it's okay if you fall, you can pick yourself back up. If Go someone ahead. tells you no, you ask the wrong person, keep asking. Yeah. Go ahead <laughs> to do it. And another thing I would say is to surround yourself with the right support system. That's systems. very important. Because, um, yes, when you're going through all of this, you know, back and forth and asking yourself these questions, sometimes you don't tell yourself the truth. And sometimes you sort of like shield yourself away from what you should be focusing on but make sure you have those sense of reasoning um around you have those people that will tell you as it is what it is and have those people that will not always push down your ideas to say "Mm, i don't think you should do that or actually i don't think that's good enough for you or you know no don't do that people that say no 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 all the time you need to be aware you need to be aware of them like but you also need them i mean so yes where I would disagree from you needing them is if they're saying no for the right reasons. You have, you know, you know, you have to agree that there are some people that there is no idea you share with them that makes sense. It oh, just of course, doesn't. yes. No matter what you tell them, they're like, ah, no, I don't think you should do it though. Or me, I don't know how people are going to accept it though. Well, if you want to do it, that's your. No, 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 no. Right. You have to have people that would analyze the situation for you to say, mm-hmm. okay. If you do it this way, then it might be a good idea. If this is what you're trying to achieve, then it might be a good idea. You know, people that will think through that process with you, not just those that will just come with an outright, no, don't do it. No, don't use those, don't use those um, colors. No, mm-hmm. don't do that. Mm-mm. They need to share why right. you know, they are telling you that yes or no. If you have people that say no all the time, I encourage you to, you know, sh- share your ideas with other people. I'm not saying you should remove them from your life entirely. But, you know, share your ideas with other people that will help you to think through. And at the same time, don't always support, don't, don't always surround yourself with people that say yes all the time, too. That's why I say you need those people that say no, too. No, that's the thing. You can't just have people that are always one way. Like, is that the exactly. best men or no men? You have to right. have people that think with you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I you agree. You have to find a balance. Yeah. yeah, I agree. You have to, there should be, you should have opt- optimists and pessimists around you. You shouldn't have just people. I, I agree with you, but I think that the balance of two, because at the end of the day, I can ask for advice for 10 people. I'm still going to do what I think, but making an informed decision, you right. know, as you will say, I will be well guided. That's it. <laughs> I always so, all the time that you, know, yeah. you will be well guided. Exactly.
exactly. I'll be well guided, but I will be making the right decision. And I got one quote from listening to Jesus and your love. That's Lovey and Yvonne's podcast. They said something that really stuck with me in one of their first episodes. They were like, if you don't believe in yourself, because there will be times you don't believe in yourself. There will be times that this, if, if your ambitions should scare you. All the things you want to do should scare you, right? So when you're at that point where you don't believe that, oh, me, what do I tell you? Ah, me from Mushi, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. So there are times you come, you have that kind of feeling. And you know what they said? They said, even if you don't believe in yourself, believe in someone else's belief in you. So, which is why it is important to have at least one person you know that will die on the line, believing in you. And when you have that person, always believe in their belief in you. And that should always push you whenever you are feeling um, some type of way. But um, another thing I wanted us to touch about, touch on, was with regards to disrupting yourself, with regards to Mother's Day, and then the yeah. whole mother factor, and how there's this thing that annoys me, where they say, oh, a mother should live for a child as long as you are a mother. Because I think Michelle Obama said something that caused disruption on Twitter. Mm. Yes, in a book, I think, or in a, a documentary. I, I don't remember the exact quote, but she was like, um, becoming a mother really took her away a little from her dreams. Yeah. And, and people were so upset that, oh, why would she say that? Why would she say that? And I'm like, People, this is 2020, and people still believe that if you are a mother, that is what you should be. That is what you should live for in life. Love your children, but also never forget that you are a person too. And I want to recommend, take the opportunity to recommend this book. It's not an ad. It's just really that good. In this book, it's very important that everybody, man or woman, reads it because it will really speak to what we are talking about here with regards to mothers. People believe that, oh, a mother should be not be sitting down at home. Or, I mean, a mother should sit down at home and take care of her kids and do everything. But this book tells you that a mother is actually someone that does not just die slowly taking care of her children, mm-hmm. but also shows her children how to live, you know? Showing the name of the book again, because uh, the book is Untamed. Where can you type it on the uh, pin? I don't know. We can't pin it, but it's Untamed. It's by Glennon Doyle. Yeah, it says Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Can dear me if you need the details. It's very, it's a very, very important book, right? So, mothers need to know that love your kids, do everything, but you should not be dying slowly for your kids. You should be showing your children how to live right and i'll give you a personal example everybody that knows my story knows that my mother died in 2017. my mother was in the u.s for more than 20 years she had everything but guess what she never left new york city Mm. for 20 years of her life she was working 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 every day of her life and she would always procrastinate. She, we went to the best school. We went to private school. I don't know if you call it the best schools, but we had everything we needed as kids. She was right. living a life for us. I did not understand all of that. I had everything I wanted from my mom at anything I need. She would say, Western Union, they knew me at all the banks. I would always collect Western Union. But it got to a point in life where she fell sick in 2015. And when she fell sick in 2015, for two years, she was laying on her bed, sick bed for two years. And she told me, she was like, Bidemi, 
make sure you enjoy your life. Mm. Make sure you travel. Make sure you do whatever puts your set your soul on fire. Mm. She was saying it on her sick bed few days to when she died. Right. Because she told me that she did not leave. She lived so much for her kids. She was just, oh, she would work. She had two jobs. Right. And she was working, 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 sending money to her kids, making sure her friends were keep, but she forgot about herself. Right. For years. And after everything, she still died. Two years in the hospital and died. And right. nothing. She did not enjoy her life. Look at that. So, mothers, you need to know. I'm going to be a mother too, but we need to know. We love our kids exceptionally, unconditionally. But know that you need to show your children how to yeah. live. Yeah. That's very, very important. Yeah. And, I mean, just to add to that, first, you all just need to remember that First of all, you are you. When you were, then you came into this world, you you came here with your own life purpose. Every other thing that comes along that path is supposed to be on your path, but not take over the path, right? If you are a female, you're going to have husband if you choose to marry. You're going to have kids if you choose to have those kids. But at the end of the day, you are the center of everything and in you giving love to your family, you need to remember to give love to yourself, regardless. My mom was um, actually different. Um, you know, my if anybody knows, I think a lot of people here probably know my mom, but for those that knew her, you know, when she was alive, my mom loved to enjoy herself. Like, in as much as she wanted to be there for us and everything, there are times that my mom would legit leave us at home and I'll be like, Mom, ah, Shay, you will not make food for us. They are just going. Well, I've taught you how to cook. What do you want me to do? Please, exactly. I have a time you. Away. <laughs> you know, at that point, I'll be looking at her like, God, this woman is just me. You know, she's just trying to be me or whatever. I don't right. know. I will fix myself this food. Nobody's going to come and fix it for me. They'll be back, mm -hmm. mommy, you know, I'll eat my food. Exactly. But then she would go and enjoy her life. I have to say that my mom lived her own life to the fullest. And, you know, I, I intend doing the same thing. But we are not saying that you should not sacrifice yourself. You should not love your family. You should not sacrifice yourself for your family or anything. We're just saying when you're doing that, always remember to keep your self first you know put yourself first and don't forget who you are so that you don't even start hating your family exactly or start resenting them for not allowing you to live your dreams you know right the thin line between that and we're encouraging yeah. you not to do that the same yeah. thing goes to dads as well we're not going to forget the, the meals on, on on the show the yeah same thing definitely goes to dads as well remember all of those dreams that you had if you wanted to sing you wanted to dj you can even incorporate Incorporate their dreams into yours. Bring them along on your dreams, but don't completely retire it because you are now a parent. Yeah. Yeah, and then you find that if you don't do that, you find resentment. We, we laugh about the things that African parents tell us, but it's their pain. Right. You, say, you see some people tell you, Muwaye, I came to this. I don't, I've done anything for you in this life. I've done all of these things for you in this life. We are laughing at it because, oh, this is how African parents talk. But they literally did everything for us in life. They did not do anything for themselves. And it's very important that even forget children now, even as a partner, when you are getting married, which is a very important factor I knew for you, 
is that you should not give yourself to your partner but your, you sh i think i think we should be marrying someone that recognizes our individuality i was a person before i met you i had friends i already had this ticket to vegas yeah. i already had this ticket to new york i had this friend i'm not going to change that person is not going to change your partner should complement you not any other thing else because you were already a person right before they met you and they already are in their individual of their own so you guys are exactly. coming together right yeah. so i think that we should also make that factor because we don't want to resent ourselves later yeah. in life so yeah. just make sure that we are making note of these things as we move forward in life because these are the things that will constitute our happiness in right. the future Right. That's all yeah, I had to say. Do, about um, that. A quick reminder for those that probably are just joining. We're talking about disrupt yourself and um, pretty much how to leave your comfort zone to where you want to be from either your maybe in your career or in your life or your life as a parent or your life as a child or you know whatever it is. Just how to disrupt yourself and not to be scared to do it. Um, we also encouraging you to engage with the conversation so if you have like comments questions um, we're happy to share them we're going to be taking questions at 4 40 and um, we'll be sharing the comments that we see on here so just so yeah you, and um uh, someone just just said something now that i'm laughing at because this actually happened to me she says oh you feel like you are owed something and have unrealistic expectations of your kids see this is very common we not I don't know about parents in the US or in the Western world, but in Nigeria, right. it is our norm. You have to, you owe your children, you owe your parents. You mm -hmm. have to take care of your parents. It's okay, take care of your parents, that's fine, but you don't owe them. It was their responsibility. That's just the way you have responsibility to your kids. Mm -hmm. it's, it's their responsibility to have taken care of you to university level, I think. So, we should not have that some people i have a friend that is so stuck on i have to take care of my parents that he has not been able to find a balance mm. in his own life just because his parents are in nigeria and he needs to take care of them right. so it's your choice it is I, I i i encourage it that we should make our parents happy because of the bible factor and all of mm -hmm. that but at the end of the day i think that it is not your responsibility. It was their responsibility. Same way you have that responsibility to your kids. People would disagree with me, mm -hmm. but that's fact. I mean, I think just to put it in in, um, in context or actually to just make it more easy to understand. The same way that you would, um, the same way that they will tell your parents not to baby you, don't baby your parents. It's pretty much the same thing because when you when you're growing up, your parents don't spare anything to make sure that you become you know a good person and right. you're responsible for yourself and you're disciplined and you're you know accountable, transparent, and all that stuff. But when you grow up, you become your parents' parents, right? You you have to start taking care of them. So in you doing that, just make sure you don't baby them as well and feel like you are the one that always has to dispense everything that they need. You are pretty much the, 
you know, the ATM and everything, you know. Exactly. So Exactly. At the expense of, especially when you already have a family. Exactly. You cannot be doing that. That's why you see a lot of marriage, they crash because the one of them, either the husband or the wife, has this liability that uh, I have to send $1,000 home every month to my Yeah. Family. Yeah. Which account will we write it in? <laughs> I know. $1,000. I know. Every Just month like in Nigeria. Just, Just like that. Not working. No nothing. So someone mentioned sorry, that can blackmail happen. from parents, and that's exactly what we're talking about, you know. Exactly. Start blackmailing and all of that. They but just to bring you it back. Sorry, just bring it back no, to the discussion. Um, to mm -hmm. disrupting yourself. I mean, we've talked about the parents' angle, but we also want to encourage everyone to um. Also, encourage your parents to disrupt themselves. You don't always require all of these things from them as well. In your role as a child like have these conversations i feel like african parent child relationship is not as open as it should be like have conversations with them um mom dad what are the other things that you're interested in i feel like you're just always taking care of what's you know i've never i don't even know what your hobbies are i wonder how many people actually know what their parents hobbies are please if you know what your parents hobbies are let, let us know in the comment section because you know, I, I honestly, well, my mom liked to play tennis. I know that. And my dad liked to swim. So if you, or my dad likes to swim. So if you have those conversations with them to, to know what it is that they like to do, encourage them to go do it themselves. You know, like, they should not <laughs> just be like be around you and be responsible for you. If it's party, somebody said hobby, okay. <laughs> but this is what we're talking about. Someone said exactly. party, mom. <laughs> You know, so whatever it is that you like to do, also encourage them to disrupt themselves too and not just feel like they have to be taking care of you guys, like you and your siblings all the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you can, yeah. I can see playing table tennis, both of them, which is great traveling, traveling tennis and know? enjoyment. Yeah. Actually now, exactly. so here's another thing I was, I wanted to bring up before I wrap it up with this point, because we're getting close to the um, Q&A time mark. Um... <laughs> Honestly, this is the time for you to remind your parents of what they like to do as a way to, you know, um, make sense of all of this madness. So those that like to travel, of course, you, you can't tell them to travel now. But I know there are lots of, like, virtual tours that are online. If you find them, send those links to them. Let them, you know, experience traveling in a different way on their phones or anything. If they like to play tennis, you can gift them a tennis board and you know put it in the house and have them play tennis with each other you know for the person that said that um both of them like to, yeah, play, like tennis. to play tennis so that's something that they can do together and that would even help them to um increase their bonding you know and then for you personally this is also the time to do that analysis if you are thinking of a disruption probably you are in a, a career right now or you're in a place in your life, maybe your relationship or whatever, anything that wants to disrupt, this is the time for you to actually start thinking of those disruptions, analyze your current situation, and then, you know, start, start making steps to disrupt yourself. Analyze and encourage that fear, that fear that you've been having for since before now. Acknowledge it, own it and just go for it just do it it doesn't matter if you fail the first time as a matter of fact failure is necessary because you cannot learn without failing so yes get on that idea get on that thing you've been wanting to do 
anything at all. It doesn't matter what anybody's going to say about it. Acknowledge the fear and whatever result comes out of it, the worst thing that could happen is that it does not work out. And exactly. if it does not work out, something else will work out. I always yeah. tell my friends that, you know, I, I usually have like two, three, four ideas at a time. So sometimes I'm doing everything simultaneously. Sometimes I'm doing it one after the other. As I'm here, I, if I'm doing this pandemic, I've done like two to three different things at the same time that I, I've been wanting to do. But I decided to like just go out there and do it. And Dare to Bear is one of them. So if people are asking you questions, how can you say that you want to be doing this thing? You're not even an expert. You don't even know the first thing about it. Just tell them they'll be all right. You do your own research. Disrupt yourself. Go and do it. If it yeah. works out, you know, before you know it, you, you've hammered in that area. You exactly. Know? And, and not everything is actually even money-driven. Sometimes you just want to, like, prove to yourself that you can do it. Mm-hmm. And at other times, you just want to help someone else out, you know? So feel free to do all of those things and don't don't um, feel bad or unencouraged about the situation. So someone just put a question in there. I mean, I think I just want to give like closing remarks before we go to the questions. Yeah. Too. So uh, in case you were going to answer your questions in a few. So what I'm just going to say is, again, me, everybody that knows me know I will always come back to self-love everything we talk about no matter how far we go no matter what we talk about it's for me it boils down to choosing yourself and loving yourself balance is not letting anybody love you more than you love yourself right right? so when you love yourself so much that when it's that point where you need to disrupt yourself you'll be able to make it without too much um hesitation because you already know that this is good for me. This is something that will pro, pro, you know, project me to my next level. Right. And um, in order to feel the warmth, sometimes you have to get into the fire. That's just what it is. That is life. Right. So just try to do it. And start distra- in every area of your life, start thinking of ways to make changes, you know, whatever you've not been happy about. Even with character. Some people have some characters where they say, oh, that's just me. That's who I am. Well, who is me? And who is me taking you away from? You don't know who is this me. There's and something who like that. That's who I am. Is exactly. The lie that's who I am is the biggest <laughs> lie ever. You biggest. are just scared to face who you are. Because, oh, that's just me. That's just me. Well, ask yourself when you're going to sleep this night. Who is me? And who is me taking you away from? Mm-hmm. Think about that. Mm-hmm. So, I think that it's important for us to start asking this question. I just started asking myself even though i've done some disruptions in the past i am more conscious of it now i started thinking about ways that hey right. what can i do next in my career what can i do there don't get too comfortable but guess because guess what you have to think about a lot of things for me you that i like constantly constantly always always constantly. That's because always for example for me that i like money like this <sighs> you have to always think, i think about future value of money hundred thousand today is not going to be enough for me next year right and that's 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 fact so I always think about ways to project, ways to move forward in life. So start disrupting yourself in every area of your life, you right. know. And I think that um, if you have any questions, just send me a DM for my little knowledge mm-hmm. out here. <laughs> yeah, so um, just a few points to wrap up all of our discussions. I also have a book recommendation. I would um, talk about all of our book recommendations again for those that are just joining. So first we said to analyze your situation. I actually extracted this from that book disrupt yourself by whitney johnson 
So, right. but this is how she puts it in the last chapter called Discovery. One, create a reverse income statement. So, um, follow your North Star no matter how lonely it is. That means no matter how people are telling you, don't do it, you're the only one that is on that path, just mm -hmm. follow it, it doesn't matter. Two, calculate the cost. We've talked about um, calculated risk, like calculate what that cost would be to you. It, it, sometimes cost is not um, always in terms of money. It could also be what learning do I need to put into this? Like, what do I need to start? Um, what skills do I have to start gathering for these ideas? And of course, you know that will amount to like hours that you have to dedicate to it. So, like Vidim said, it took her like eight months for her to get to her current job. Compile an assumption checklist. So, all of the assumptions about that idea, where it's going to go, all of the different areas that it could go, create that checklist. And as you go on and as you hit, those marks you acknowledge those things as well right lastly prepare a milestone chart and what a milestone chart is going to do for you is to um, keep you grounded and mm -hmm. check your progress pretty much so for us now an example is this there to bear we we said that we're going to turn it into a podcast which is another milestone for us so at the end of the month once we're able to put that out we can check that um milestone that we have achieved that it has now become a podcast that is now public you know and then we'll go on from there because we have our plans for this um live sessions as well and a quote that i'll just leave that with is to propel yourself to new learning curves don't be afraid to learn don't be afraid to leave what you currently know and and um research things that you don't know don't be afraid to leave your comfort zone and throw yourself into a pool of where you don't have any knowledge. Right. right into it, apply it, learn it, you know, sharpen your saw. And, you know, I mean, I hate some cliche, but the, the sky is your starting point. You know, nobody can really stop you from that. So the book recommendations, um, Bidemi shared, can you put the book back up? So she shared Untamed, by guys it's so good it's so good i'm yeah. telling you it has come highly recommended everywhere on instagram it is the book of the People month in the usa it. yes it is book the of book the of the month it's, it's come so highly good. recommended so you have untamed by glennon doyle um this is also one of my favorites this is big by elizabeth gilbert and what this book speaks to specifically is that fear that we're talking about when you want to disrupt yourself. So pretty much um, it says creative living beyond fear. So this is the yeah. book that teaches you how to acknowledge that fear, how to own it, and then, you know, how to um, conquer Guys, it at the end of uh, the day. Can I just say, Big Magic, I read it last year. It's I'm an awesome book. You, it's, it's so good. Book. Like, and it's not, it's not even too much, like, and yeah. I think just, I understand. Some people tell me, oh, I don't like to read. I did not like to read. I started reading two years ago. You just have to pick one and start. It's literally and about 270 pages. Exactly. Okay. I'm telling you, A Big Magic is really good. Yes. Yeah. I don't know the author. I don't know anything about her, but I'm telling you, I will die by this. It's yeah. so good. So um, after this session, I'll put it up on my story. Bidemi will put it up on her story as well. We'll probably just share like screenshots of the book so that you can get all the information that you want. And the third one is the one that inspired this topic, Disrupt Yourself by Whitney Johnson. 
So I don't have the book to share right now because I listen to the audio. Yeah, right I also listen to it. So but I, I would it. also put up a um, picture for you to um, find it to buy it. So, I mean, this is the, the, what are you doing now? This Everybody is. Just read it. Yeah, yeah. everybody is in isolation. Yeah, disrupt yourself. Start reading. reading. <laughs> yeah, so just um, read it and learn from these books. You know, if you don't like to read, you can listen to the audio version. So I'm going to go to the Q&A session real quick. Um, in Kechi, as Crafts by Ketch said, how do we overcome the fear of confronting our parents without making them feel bad? <laughs> it's, uh, it's difficult. It is very, very difficult. Right. I'll give this example. Me and my dad had a business. Uh, I mean, we had a business deal. So he got the money and then I needed him to help me give someone like 10k right out of it and i asked him hey dad can you give this guy 10k and then he was like ah no send it and i'm like i was pissed uh -huh. I'm like what do you mean send it you just made this much money why can't you just give this person 10k and then i went back and i thought about it that how would i have this because I am a person that I need to have a conversation. If I don't talk about it, I will not be okay. So I needed to have that conversation with my dad that, Daddy, I'm upset with what you did. Right. And I did not know how to tell him. And I talked about it, talked about it, talked about it. And I found a way. It was just, I started it and I told him about it. And he wasn't even thinking that way. So we, I think that because of the, um, what we think about our African parents, we, they, it seems like we can't have a conversation with them. But we actually can we can if we just you have to find a way around it there's a way you ease people into a conversation yeah. you just ease them into it you find their best time when they're in a good mood and you just find a way around it and you talk to them i think that um, and it's the way you you talk right right you talk in a way exactly presentation that would yeah. not make them feel bad just like if you want to talk to your if you want to have a hard conversation with your boyfriend the way you would say it that will not make them feel bad. It's the same way you have right. the conversation with your parents. Just find the presentation, rehearse it if you need to, right. but just talk to them about it. They are not, they are reasonable people. Exactly. They give to us. They I are human beings. One of the surprising things that's, or one of the biggest surprises always come from unexpected conversations. So there's nothing that stops you from having a conversation. So open up, also open up, you know, let them know what your position is. Let them know where you are right now, why you might not be able to give them that. Let them understand what it does to you, mm -hmm, when, mm -hmm. you when they always ask all of this of you. Because sometimes they just assume that you're okay exactly. with doing it. Yeah. So have that conversation at first. I always, I'm always um, an evangelist for setting clear expectations in any yep. situation whatsoever. Yep, yep. So set those clear expectations. Mom, dad, I love you, you know. But, you know, I'm at a place where I have to start managing my finances. And if I don't do that, I am going to literally sink. And you will not be able to right. get anything from me. So this is what exactly. I can afford to give you at this time. Mm -hmm. If there's any time that I have to give you more than what I can afford, we'll look at that together and see how that can happen. But mm -hmm. I need you to understand that, you know, this cannot continue to be a requirement anymore. Because, right. So, they, of course, they love you. They also want you to... Um, succeed and they don't want you to sink you know they, they, they wish good things for you so they, they would try to understand that situation as well so just make sure you have the conversations that they would never expect you to have with them mm -hmm. 
and let them understand your position as well. Um, I don't believe I see any other question in here. So this might be a good place to wrap it up. Yeah, because we're almost at the one hour mark. And right. We don't want Instagram to be rude to us and kick us out <laughs> after the one hour. But then I just want to use this opportunity to thank everybody that joined. Um, this is... Uh, quickly, uh, Jess and Tito said something where approach okay. really matters. I think we covered that. And also come with receipts, like explain to them, right? In part of explaining, come with receipts where if it's finances, yeah. explain to them that this is why this cannot be why, you know, so they yes. will understand. I think that's very important. Be very so, transparent. Yeah, very be very transparent. transparent with people. Yeah. yeah. And they would always understand. I, I mean, it depends on who your parents are, but I want to believe that they would. I think, um, yeah, exactly. Nobody's that crazy. So, um, I just want to say thank you guys for joining us. Um, we are excited that you're able to join us on this second episode. And thank you, guys. love you all so much. And please, if you have any questions outside of this live session, you can always connect with us. I am at Maori on Instagram, as you already know, for those that are here. And Bidemi is at Abideki, as you can see on, on the picture up there as well. So please come back next week for our third episode. We also have another interesting topic and we'll be sharing mm -hmm. that once we go uh, live. Uh, and we'll prefer, uh, we would like feedbacks too, you know, if you think there are some things, some, some structure you want or something else you'd like to see, or even if you have suggestions of topics that you would like us to talk about, yeah. you know, we are curating topics, but we'd like to take ideas from you guys too. Let us know what you want to hear, what you want us to discuss. It's a free session for everybody. Let's have inputs. And then, uh, we again, like where I said, thank you guys for joining. We, I look forward to these sessions now. And I look yeah. forward to always, like, communicating with you guys on Sunday. Oh, somebody oh, said God. we need refreshments for these sessions. Please Did feel free to have refreshments Please, yeah. by your side. You can see exactly. water, <laughs> it's fruits, whatever it is. Feel free. This is pretty much, you know, like she said, it's a very, very informal session. It's not like a typical radio show or anything. We're just here bearing. And uh, we are also going to be inviting you on in future mm -hmm. episodes. So exactly. we're going to pick on people that join to also have conversations with us. Yeah. And special thank you to all of our friends. Um, Jess, Nkechi, Tito. I don't, I mean, I really appreciate your support. You guys have been very, very yeah, amazing. Bimbo. Starting from the beginning, Bimbo, Doi, Moyo, everybody. We really appreciate Jaye. Everyone that's joined, I, I really appreciate your time. I try to. I try to wave at everybody once they join. So, yeah. I can see your topic suggestion, um, Ikechi. Please DM it to us. Okay. So feel free to DM it to us, guys. We're going to keep this live up. I mean, as you know, mm -hmm. it's going to be up for the next 24 hours. So feel free to right. listen to it. Or share it to somebody that you think might need we'll it. Benefit and from invite it. them to listen next week. All right. All it was right. nice seeing you. You guys suggest a jingle for us that we can <laughs> use next time. You know, something like I don't know how to sing, but oh, if you can yes. sing for us, we'll start That's the production. Be be uh, okay. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Take care. Have a good week. All right, bye. Sign up. Bye.